0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, July 7, 2015. And today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 96, paragraph 1. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Mary B., The Twelve Traditions, Anita L., I am reading the text this morning is Marcella M, Rachel W, and Deanna B. The reference number for yesterday, which is Monday, July 6, 2015, is 7803. 7803. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. through abstinence and the practice of the Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary B. to read the Twelve Steps.
1: Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is uh, Mary B., Gratefully Recovered Day in Central California. The Twelve Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food Thank you for the opportunity to be of service.
0: Thank you, Mary B. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning, everyone. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Anita L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 96, paragraph 1, and I will ask Marcella M. to begin
3: our study today. Good morning again, Marcella M. Um, Good morning, Melanie. Good morning. A vision for you. My name is Marcel, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. We're on page 96, the first paragraph. Do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Search out another alcoholic and try again. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. We find it a waste of time to keep chasing a man who cannot or will not work with you. If you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself to spend too much time on any situation is to deny some other alcoholic an opportunity to live and be happy. One of our fellowships failed fell entirely with his first half chosen prospects. He often said that if he had continued to work on them, he might have deprived many others who have since recovered of their chance. Oh, God, do I have experience in this paragraph? Do I have experience in this paragraph? Um this line that says uh, failed entirely with his first half dozen prospects. I I have been I, I have experience in both sides because even though I joined OA in nineteen eighty five, I only have um four years and five months of continuous abstinence and recovery. So I've been a failure, a complete failure. I really don't remember how many sponsors I had. And from 1985 to 2011 when I recovered, I have no idea. 60, 80, 100, I have no idea. So I was a complete failure to a lot of people. And and once I got this, I was given this, I have tried so many times. There are times that I try with two or three people in one day. And I know, I know that out of those three people, if I'm really, really lucky, Maybe one will get to page 30 with me, maybe, but not always. So I don't remember how many times I have tried to um, sponsor um, people ever since I got this, but that's okay because because I keep trying. I keep trying. So every time that I start reading the book with somebody, I'm learning, I'm remembering. By now, I really can't fly the book without the book because I have memorized so many paragraphs, I know what's written there, so when somebody calls me, I can read, but I'm reading in my mind while they have the book. Um, so so I'm, I'm learning every single time that I try with somebody, I'm learning for the next one and the next one. Just recently, I had a, a poncee that I cared for very, very much, and, and we grew very close, and we met and everything, and and... On my end I thought the dark stepway was flawless and our reading was beautiful and our prayer was present and still, you know, the food won and I lost him to food. And and I did something right. I didn't chase a man who couldn't. He wanted to work with me but he just couldn't. So I keep I keep I tried I didn't keep chasing him and, and I left him alone. And now God has been so good to us that that He came back in and, and now He has ten days back so so that's it's difficult, right? because of course you want to give it to as many people as efficient as efficiently as possible, but we are not the owner of the goodies, the owner of the goodies is the higher power so so we just keep trying. What else are we going to do, and without will us?
0: Thank you, Marcella M. Who would like to comment on this paragraph this morning? Can Hi, I'm Angela D. from Westchester. Well,
4: Bella, can I say?
5: Larry. Nancy.
0: Okay, I hear... Um, Amy. Angela D. Hang on just one second, please. Let me get those. I have several now. Um, Angela D., Bella G, Larry K., Sarah W., and Amy G.,
4: May Nancy.
0: Day. Kim G., I hear Kim D. I heard two other ones before that, but South I do not quite make out the Nancy. names. Nancy.
6: Nancy.
0: Nancy, that's maybe who I heard. And I heard a couple of other H. ones, but we'll Melissa. Get back to you.
7: Melissa. And I heard...
0: Melissa, I'll get you in the next round, please. I have um, many that are right here. I have Angela D., Bella G., Larry K., Sarah W., Amy G., Kim G., Charles H., and Nancy R. I know I got a few of those out of, out of order, but that's what I could hear now, and let's move on with that. Thank you. Angela D., please go ahead. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. You betcha.
8: Oh, okay. Look at those first four words. Do not be discouraged. Whoa. That is an eye-opener, right? Don't mess around, Angela, if somebody doesn't want to listen to what you have to offer. You can love that person. Sure you can. Respect that person, but keep walking. Because if Angela gets discouraged, I could lose my abstinence and I won't be able to help somebody else. Okay? So those four first words are real important. Don't... Do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. It's okay if they don't respond. Because you have to prepare yourself for that. When you're standing there, don't let anybody get you to get into their mess by saying no. Love them, like I said. But don't get discouraged because you can mess up your your food, your life, your life. Okay,
0: thank you and for letting me share. God bless. Well thank
4: you, Angela D. Bella G. Not- thank you. Good morning everybody. My name is Bella G and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service and thank you very much everybody on the line. Do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Wow. It's a reminder for me as a sponsor that I am still human even though I am a sponsor and even though I am recovered, I am still human and I still have my character defect. And I have to remember it that I am here to, I am only a messenger. I am here to give over the message that God wants for me. And I don't have to give anymore my own message. It's nothing to do with me. If that person cannot now or it's hard for him right now, I have to live the present, the moment. And it means nothing about me. It doesn't mean that I am a failure. It doesn't mean that I am not doing well It means one thing, that now, this moment, God doesn't want I should be the messenger. Why? I don't know, and it doesn't matter. I am not here to give over my ego message to prove that I am wonderful and I am successful and I am the only one that can can help others. No, I am responsible of my own self, and my responsibility is to do service and to offer my experience, strength, and hope. And if the other person cannot and doesn't respond well, it doesn't mean nothing about me. It doesn't mean that now it's not my opportunity to, to... that he should change or he should come to the program. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Bella Larry K. you're next.
9: Good morning. Good morning, Melanie. This is uh, Larry, recovery compulsive over here from Chicago. Thanks for your service, Mel. Appreciate it. Um, So it says, you know, you're sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. You know, uh, desperation is a powerful motivator, and, and the big book could not possibly make it more clear. On page 58, you know, it says, Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed this path. You know, and personally, I, I found um, that, that people often bring their own misconceptions to the table when they arrive here. I, I know I did. And, um, you know <clears throat> look their, their their misconceptions could include you know things like that, that you have to be religious or believe in a god of my understanding to make the program work well we know that's false um it could you know be that you know powerlessness frees us from accepting responsibility you know there's no hocus pocus to this program you know if you if you want a good magic show you know you can find one in vegas or elsewhere um you know, it could be working the tools will get you well. What well, we learn here and in the big book, no, <clears throat> you know, a hammer won't solve my problem. So the point is, I'm not here to debate or analyze or defend or persuade. Um, and, and sometimes the most loving and tolerant thing I can do is have the courage and strength to simply leave you alone. And I got to tell you that when this happened to me, I felt uneasy you know, perhaps a bit irritated and truth be told I was disturbed and maybe that was all to the good. I mean, after all I couldn't win the debate if I didn't have a willing opponent to engage, you know? So, you know, yeah, you know, Mr. Sponsor, Ms. Sponsor, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of this makes sense. And, you know, I I mean, the meetings are great, especially those speaker meetings. I can come here and get motivated and I've got the best food plan. It's foolproof, uh, it's like the, you know, the, the Adkins diet on steroids, you know, I've, or I've just got to be willing to make more phone calls. You know, I think I, you know, maybe I'll get another cell phone so I can, I can hold two at once and, and make double the calls, you know, um, you know, more effort, you know, three meetings a day with nothing in between, you know, spaced four to six hours apart, you know, maybe I'll, maybe that'll work. But the point, the point really is, you know, that, you know sometimes what I have to remember is that um you know willpower won't get me anything here I'm completely you know I'm completely powerless over this so when i'm what I learn in this paragraph is is that the same too goes for working with others that I'm powerless over their desperation, I'm powerless over their desire to work this program, and so sometimes. Uh, I, I just have to, to walk away from that, and that could be, the, like I said, the most love tolerant thing I could do. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. Amy G., you're next.
10: Amy G., are you there with us? Well, let's move on to Kim G and see
0: if we can't get Amy back later. Good morning, Kim. You're next, then. Good morning, Melanie. Oh, was that Amy?
11: Yeah, that was me. Sorry, I got I couldn't unmute, but I can wait. That's fine. Right. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Amy. Go ahead. Since you're unmuted, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I, too, am going to focus on... Find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. I find these two words really important in looking at uh, and sp- working with a sponsee. I, I think about how I was when I was finally ready to work this program with everything in me, like my life depended on it. Was I desperate? Yes, they call it the gift, the gift of desperation. But then it says to accept with eagerness what you offer. I think that word eagerness is in there for a reason. If you look at it in the dictionary, it says showing sincere and intense action, seriousness, solemn, sober grave, and I think what that means is beyond that gift of desperation, beyond that emotion that says, please, please help me, please help me, is a serious decision, a sober decision that says, you have what I want, show me what it is that you have, and teach me, show me the way, show me how to find this higher power, take me through the steps, I'll do whatever is necessary, it's a decision, it's a decision, and they're going to talk about it in the next paragraph. So as a sponsor, I look for a couple of things. I look for desperation, that gift of desperation that they talk about in the program. I look for earnestness, which is silver and grave. I've thought this through. And then the decision. The decision is I accept absolutely that I am powerless and that of myself I'm going to die of the disease. So show me the way. And I'm willing to make that commitment to work those steps. And usually when working with a sponsee, that proves itself out within the first couple of weeks. But the most heartbreaking ones are the ones that Larry talked about as well, which is that someone who does seem desperate, who is seen to be trying, but constantly is failing to the disease. And those are one of the hardest types of people to say, you know, maybe you need to go out on your own, do some more R&D, as they say, research and development. One of the most heartbreaking things is to be around for decades in the program and see people dying of this disease over and over again, year after year, decade after decade. But yet what do I do? What is my job? To stay sober and after to myself, to carry the message to the best of my ability, have a message that has depth and weight, depth and weight, know my story what it was like what happened what it's like now and to be able to pass that on to someone who's desperate and eager and who's going to make a decision to work this program
0: that's all my job is to
11: do and i have to let god and the disease do the rest
0: and with that i'll pass thank you amy g kim it's your
10: turn thanks for waiting
0: Hi, Kim, are you
12: there? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm muted, but I have my own personal mute on. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, Double mute. (laughs) I know, I was double muted. Um, (laughs) My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. We find it a waste of time to keep chasing a man who cannot or will not work with you. If you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself you know, and I have to say that I have this underlined star in all different colors, and it is very it is very important, but the reason I have it that way is because it's so difficult. It's so difficult to watch someone suffer and not want to chase them. It's so difficult to watch someone go through what I know is alcoholic torture because I've experienced myself and not want to put on my red cape and protect them from the disease. But it's letting me know here that I'm not being helpful if I'm chasing them, and that they need to find out on their own how powerless that they are. You know, I I like the simple idea that it's the food that convinces us, which the big book tells us, and it's God that changes us. So who am I in this process? I'm just a conduit. I'm just a conduit to them finding this message. I cannot force anyone to do something, and I cannot stop anybody if they want it. So I have to be open with my higher power in order to be that conduit and let the, allow the food to convince them and let God change them. And my experience is that many, many, many people want to sponsor, but very, very few actually want to be sponsored. You know, my experience also, um, when they talk in this book about, you know, this experience of this first 100, it's not only the experience of what worked, it's the experience of what didn't work. And what they found didn't work was to chase people. And I have to be willing to follow these directions. You know, I remember two specific examples where I worked someone through the doctor's opinion and she agreed with all the concepts and I said, are you willing to put the food down 100%? And she got quiet for a minute and she said, well, maybe I'll call you back after Girl Scout cookie season is over. And I get that. Why would you get abstinent when Girl Scout cookie season is happening? But it's not my job. My job is to say, okay, call me when it's over. I also remember a girl I worked with that she was so anxious between our phone calls that she, start, she called someone else and started to go through Bill's story, and she called me all guilty, like, oh, I'll, I'll go over it with you again. And I'm like, absolutely not. Fantastic. If you went through page one through eight with a recovered person, let's start at page one through nine. This is about your experience with the book, not my experience. And I'm just going to end with this. When we work this program this way, when we we're able to go to the next person that's suffering, let me tell you, the first 17 years in L.A., I probably sponsored 5 to 10 people very unsuccessfully. Last Thanksgiving, I decided to text everyone that I've worked with in the last, you know, four, four, at that point, 4 years. It was over 50 people. And I'm telling you, I couldn't remember most of them. I'm not saying they're all recovered, but that is the urgency I find of working with people. Is I have to find that next person who is suffering. And with that, I
0: pass. Thank you, Kim G. Charles H.
10: You're next.
13: Can you, can you hear me?
0: I can. Good morning.
13: Good morning, Melanie. It's Charles Mitchell. Yeah, I'm on the bus. That I really don't care. Serious. Um, in this paragraph, I see uh, the word "if." You know, shout out to my spiritual sister Sally. You know, definitely shed the light on "if." If three times in here, I ain't going to drill down, but I want to drill down where it says we find it a waste of time. In a loving way, you know what? I'm going to keep the light on and keep the door open a little bit because I could identify in with the, the the person not ready, the person that thought they was ready, the person that want to be ready. And you know what? Um, I, A dog can't chase its own tail. So what make you think a dog can chase uh, – Another dog's tail. Man, and I'm just—I'm not calling myself a dog. I'm just making an analogy, like you know what, like when when when, when the patient is ready, the the, the the doctor will be there. And you know what, like this Friday's um Friday's meeting um and this whole paragraph, I mean, this whole working with others, chapter seven, got me motivated to take people from the doctor's opinion straight to working with others. And and I don't know, I, I just got motivated. I just got convicted to do that. And, you know, yeah, it's not following the book, but it's the way I'm doing it right now. And I don't know if I'm getting results, but uh, few newcomers, they keep calling me back wanting to dig in. So with that in my past, that's all I got. Thanks for allowing me to have a voice. Good morning. Uh, And not
0: good morning, but thank you, Charles H. Nancy R., your turn.
6: Uh, Good morning, Seasons for You. My name is Nancy uh, Recover compulsible reader, and ah, uh, the word really jumped out at me in the reading. The word desperation. Uh, you know, this book is really uh, uh, something else. It is—I it, mean, it is just awesome. It has the solution for recovering from this disease and the steps for helping other people. I don't have to guess. I don't have to try to figure anything out. All I have to do is this is a manual. All I have to do is follow the manual. Uh, at my, at one of the OA meetings I attend, I volunteer to be the newcomer greeter, and, uh, you know, I'm not a sage or anything, but I can sort of figure out the people that are not going to, uh, the, the people don't have the, the people that don't. I'll just say that do not have the gift of desperation. Because so like myself, I see myself in them when I first came to OA and many years in OA just looking for a way to lose weight and not recover. So this book gives, this manual tells me that I don't have to feel guilty. Uh, I have no control over anybody but myself. And to leave these persons alone. I recently had um, experience with, a newcomer, who asked after I did uh, share my experience, strength, and hope with her, she asked if I would sponsor her. And uh, after a couple of weeks, she said, uh, "You know, she said she thanked me for her assistance, but uh, she wanted to, you know, step away from our um from from her commitment to me to with me." And at one time I would have felt guilty, like, what did I do? What didn't I do? Well, I just said, fine, you know, fine. Uh, maybe I'm not the one to sponsor her. So I'm so grateful for this book. It's not about me. It's about me being staying connected to my higher power so I can be of maximum service. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. Who else would like to comment on what we've read today? And I do have Melissa C as the first one. Melissa Duell.
5: This is Deanna B. Vasa O. Nadia. Nadia from Duell. Leah.
11: I have. Oh, hi,
0: Leah. Renata. Nadia from Toronto. Okay, Okay, hang on just a second. I have um, space for seven people, it looks like. And I have Duell. I have Deanna B. I have Nadia. I have Vasa O. I have Leah M. And then did I hear Mary?
5: Yeah. Melissa C.
0: I have you first, Melissa. Oh,
9: okay. Sorry. Did did,
0: yeah. did I hear Mary?
9: Maureen from Detroit.
0: Hang on just a second. I'm looking to hear if I heard a Mary or not. I do hear,
9: do you yeah. remember hearing Renata? This Mary. This is Mary
1: B. Melanie.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Renata I Okay, this is, you what I, this is what I have, and I will have space for just eight this morning, and I have Melissa C., L, Deanna B., Nadia, Vasa O., Leah M., Mary B., and Renata G. And that's the eight that will probably round us out for today if we get to that many. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for hanging in there with us.
7: <laughs> Good morning. This is Melissa, Say a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Um, do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Um, and don't chase after him or her if you leave such a person alone. He may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself. Um, you know, this is difficult for me initially because um, I'm a teacher. And so I'm, you know, I've been trained um, to always fine-tuning my instruction and that if the message isn't being received, it must be my instruction isn't um, good enough. And so I'm supposed to reflect, change my instruction, um, and so there is a piece of me that looks to do that. Um, but thankfully, you know, I have the big book here because it really tells me exactly how to carry the message. Um, you know, and I also, I feel like I have the answer. And, um, and so it's hard to leave someone alone when you feel like you know what's best for them. But, um, you know, I laugh at that because um, that's where my humility needs to come in. Um, God has the timing in his control. And I needed, for myself, I needed to learn over and over that I was not able to recover by myself. And every time I struggled on my own, exhausting all of my possibilities, it brought me closer and closer to my desperation. And when I finally had it pounded into me by my disease that I was powerless, that I was never going to regain control and be able to eat the way I wanted to, I was ready. This readiness was invaluable to my recovery. This is where we must all begin. That's step one. And so allowing others to experience this is really the kindest thing because it's allowing them to recover. Um, I think about those that reach out and then withdraw. We reach out and withdraw. They kind of do this dance over and over again, and it's so common. Um, It happens so often I did it. Um, I don't chase these people, but I do keep them in my prayers. And I don't pressure them, but I don't waver in my way of working the plan. I respect my way of doing it, and I repeat the same instructions. Read the doctor's opinion again. That's what I ask them. I ask them the same questions. Are you convinced you cannot do this without complete abstinence and a spiritual transformation? And then I allow them to withdraw and reach out. No judgments here because I know their struggles are invaluable, as mine was to me in my recovery. I had to experience my own jaywalking. (laughs) I had to get run over again and again and again before I was completely willing. And so that's the kind of thing that I can do. I allow them to have their own awakening. And if I don't, I'm doing more harm. And then you know, and if it frees me up. I can turn my attention to someone who's done getting hit by traffic. And um with that I pass.
14: Thank you.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. Do L, you're next.
14: Good morning. This is Du Recover Do L Recover Compulsive Old Reader from New York. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. I wanted to focus on on that scene. Um, you're sure to find someone desperate enough to set with eagerness what you have to offer. But the part that I really want to concentrate on is we find it a waste of time to keep chasing man who cannot or will not work with you. Leave a person such alone, and he may soon be convinced he cannot recover by himself. And one of the things um, yesterday in doing my step work with my sponsor, I learned for the very first time because I came into this program not reading any OA literature, um, I came in reading the big book, and that's all I've known. It's the big book. And um, so I was getting a little familiarized with our organization, and it's so sad to learn that, you know, in OA, in our literature in OA, they promote the, the, the fact that you can binge your way through the, big, the through the steps, that you can compulsively overeat, and maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't, but you can do that. And I think, wow, you know, that's what this is talking about. You know, that, you know, we, we, we have people come into the meetings and, and they'll say, well, we'll love you until you can love yourself. And don't leave before the miracle happens. Don't leave. You know, and the person, they don't even want to be there. They want to be binging their brains off. And yet we tell them, no, stay. We're going to love you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to become codependent towards you. And, you know, what a disservice that is. You know, and that's why this book, this book that we're reading here is so radical, it's so different because it's telling us the very opposite. It's saying, you know what, if a person don't want this, they can't get this, leave them alone. The disease will bring them into a state of reasonableness. The disease will bring them enough pain to want to get this. But as long as we're chasing after them, we're being of disservice to them and we're being a disservice to ourselves. How am I being a disservice to myself? Because I'm taking on God's job. God is a God of results. I am just a messenger. So some will, some won't, so what? i got to keep it moving on. You know, I'm out there looking for people that are desperate, not people that are going to get into a power struggle with me doing step work, and wanting me to uh, (laughs) sponsor them the way they want me to sponsor them. That's not what this is saying. This is saying something totally radical. It's saying, you know what, you're going to chase after the person that really wants this because once they really want this and they want to get this, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy because they're going to grab onto this like their life depends on it. And so I'm I'm grateful for the directions here, and I'm grateful for, you know, the clarity that God gives me each and every day with that I pass. Thank you, Du. Deanna B.
5: Thank you, Melanie, and thank you for your service. My name is Deanna B, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I am so grateful to be back on this Day this morning, and I haven't been on it For more than a few minutes since last Wednesday, I left by car with a friend, went to the uh, International AA Convention, 80,000 people. First of all, if it wasn't for OA, I would never have been able to get there or even go there or or even think that I could. Uh, You know, that first sentence, do not be discouraged. If your prospect does not respond at once, people did not discourage me. People did not judge me. And on Sunday, the special edition, I listened to part of it uh, because somebody gave me the number. Uh, I haven't been with a computer at all. But anyway, she said, I'm a relapse survivor. And I am a relapse survivor, 1976. I have a year and a half of back-to-back abstinence, grateful because somebody showed me a vision for you. But I kept coming in and out, wanting to do it my way. People never, ever judged me, but they let me go. And not saying it. And I came into a vision and got recovered and was so, so scared to sponsor And, you know, I am just the messenger. These people that I saw at that convention, I met some OA people because God put them in my path. I couldn't get what I thought I needed, and yet I got what I needed. I called my nutritionist. I called my sponsor. I was crying. You know, how can I stay abstinent? I was abstinent. I got what I needed. You know, I was flexible. And it was all because of you. If I didn't have this program and God, I don't know what I would do. I'm just very grateful to be back here. Thank you, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you very much, Deanna B.
10: Nadia B., you're next. Nadia B., star one. On well, in the end of time. Me... Sorry.
15: Hi. Hi. I don't know if it's Nadia. I'm Nadia E. I'm Nadia E in Toronto. Did you want Nadia B?
0: Yeah. No. Probably it was you. I thought maybe it was Nadia B, but if you're the one that spoke up, let's
15: go with you. Okay. Um, so good morning, family. It's Nadia E from Toronto, and I'm so grateful for the um, the online meetings because I cannot get to a face-to-face, which is ideal. I try to get to three meetings face-to-face a week, but this week is a little bit crazy. I've got family obligations and um, so anyway, here I am. Um, I have three pr- prospects. Um, so there are two people that were in program and they no longer come, they found something else. But I know that uh, we have something in Toronto, which is on the 12th of the month, we try to reach out to people who uh, we don't see around. And um, so all I can do is just say, hey, guys, we're here, you know, like, how are you doing? And But not be forceful, because that doesn't work. Um, all I can do is share my experience, strength, and hope, and, and I like to remember um to say a little prayer for everyone out there, which is basically um, you know, to remember, dear God, bless this person. Um, and I know that there is an indwelling higher power in, in everyone. And whenever they're ready, that's when you know, the lessons will, will grip, will take hold. So um yeah, all I can do is take care of myself for today and uh And I like that. I like just just remembering to be the role model for um, everyone I come into contact with. And even though I recently did a fourth step and I recently made a direct amends, but that, you know, the next day I found myself basically doing the same behavior, but thank God that the other person and, like, both of us have a good sense of humor, and we, I, I sort of got called on it, <laughs> and we looked at what I did, and it was just, it was hilarious, um, but at the same time, I have to remember, you know, there is a balance, um, and, uh, and so for today i'm reminded that i need to surrender ego that's a big like capitalized ego ego and fear and that's that's the common denominator of all of my defects you know like when i break it down far enough mathematically (laughs) there it is ego and fear so dear god please take me as i am and do with me as you will and help me to align my will with yours. Amen. And with that, I pass. Have a great day, family. Talk to you later. Bye for now. Thank you, Nadia E. Basa O.
16: Yes. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. And I am V O the old com, uh, Recover Compulsible reader calling from uh, Massachusetts. And I love this paragraph. It tells us exactly what to do. And, you know, and that's why I would like to Keep on going back and forth back and forth to the you know with the big book. It's just we find it waste of time to keep chasing a man who cannot or will not work with you if you leave such a if you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself and again, I'm just so grateful that I was so desperate, and I was just uh I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I was so desperate, and I was ready and willing to hear you know, to hear uh, what this book had to offer, the solution. And, uh, I, I, yes, at the beginning, even after, um, you know, I I just wanted to, you know, it was so hard for me, like, to see people struggle, you know, with the food because I know how it felt when I was into it. I couldn't stand the, to see the pain on their face, and I tried everything to do to help them, you know, and uh, as it says, if they're not ready, they're not ready. Even the, if the pain is there, you know, sometimes they say, well, maybe, maybe this time uh, it'll be different, you know. And gradually, little by little, I had to start letting people go and put God and pray for them. And I would say to God, you know, please you help them, you know, or show me what I can do with the next prospect that comes along. And as I said I spent too many hours and too long with people that didn't really want it or they wanted it but they didn't want to work, you know. They they didn't want to do the steps as they they are laid out. So for me it is it's almost like a relief, you know. I don't have to chase other people, you know, and just be a power of example and I know when my sponsor that brought me in the program. She went into relapse, and I was, I was heartbroken, you know. And I remember saying, you know, oh my God, you know what she, so what she taught me, what she told me, all these twelve steps, then must not work. That was, otherwise she wouldn't have gone back into the food. But God spoke to me. It doesn't matter, Vasa. I'm in control here. You are not. You keep on going with your recovery. And she is still in my life, and I love her for bringing me to the program and, you know, introducing me to the 12 steps in the big book. And she's up and down, you know, but we are good friends, you know. We love each other. And, uh, and then I have other people in my life, you know. She always told me, don't put all the eggs in one basket, Vasa. And that's what I did. Move on, go on, you know and I can still have her in my life. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. Leia M., you're next.
17: Thank you so much, Mel. Uh, if you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself. You know, willingness is a, is a one-person job. No one could uh, twist my arm. You know, I sat in the rooms from 1982 to 1987, and I just personally wasn't ready, you know. Uh, the disease had to pummel me a bit more and mangle me uh, a bit more. And, you know, that is the reality um, about, you know, surrendering to this program of recovery. And those of us that are carrying the message and working with people, available to people, You know, we just can't get discouraged about that. We have to look at our own personal history. You know, it says one of our fellowship failed entirely with his first half dozen prospects, and of course that's Uh, related to uh, Bill Wilson's history. You know, he didn't uh, have success in his first six months. You know, his early efforts at 12-step work uh, left him feeling a bit uh, dejected. Um, You know, and if he got discouraged, you know, we wouldn't be here today. He kept pressing on. And the reality is that each and every one of us has to come to a point of willingness. You know, if we took everybody on the line or everybody who showed up, you know, on a vision for you, and uh, we created two groups of people, you know, a group of people who would make it, who would recover, and a group who would not recover. Uh, the line of folks who would not recover will be endless. It will be endless. And the group of people who will recover will be very short, in my experience. And do you know who chooses which group you're in? You do. <laughs> Just like I did. Because there's no evil force here. There's no limit on God's grace. Those who recover aren't special. We don't have special credentials. We haven't been appointed by anyone, chosen by anyone. I got beaten to a pulp. I got bloodied, and I was willing to surrender and submit myself to this process. I come here personally because I don't want to die. And I began working these steps for that same reason. I did not want to die, and also because I didn't want to live in the way I was living, because I lived in a way that was absent of quality of life. So suffering was the invitation to transformation for me, and I was willing to to work with someone, someone who had a working knowledge and experience with the 12 steps as outlined in this big book, who was willing to take the time with me to share from the black print on these white pages in a blue book, and who was also, uh, you know, living demonstration of these principles in their life. And I had an experience, a spiritual awakening sufficient to bring about recovery. But it was when I had decided that I wanted something else. You know, the book says if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. And that's true for each and every one of us. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M.
0: Mary B., you're next.
1: Hi, Melanie. Did you call on me? This is Mary B.
0: I did. I did. Good morning. It's your
10: turn. I
1: was unmuting. Good morning. Thank you again. And uh, thanks to everyone who has shared uh, this morning and uh, everyone on the line. I am Mary B. Gratefully Recovered Today in Central California. And I'm looking at these words, search out another alcoholic. And I'm thinking, um, you know, they talk about... Uh, going out and and finding uh, people and being called in by family that that doesn't happen with uh, with us very much. Uh, there was a time when my doctor had said to me that he um, he has patients who were going to die and they would not stay on the diet that he gave them and I offered my myself. I told him uh, I, would be gladly, I would gladly go to the hospital. Uh, he could give my phone number. Um, I would gladly help if I could. And of course, I never heard from them. I don't go out to the bakeries and grab the obese person out of the store, tell them I have a way of life for them. I don't do that. So what is my part? What is my part in this? And I see my part as keeping myself spiritually and physically fit because that is the way that I can be ready to be of service to God and my fellows when I'm called upon. And as long as I do keep myself fit, I am called upon. And I don't need to go out there. I need to be an attraction. And I have, I I would love to go to the rooftops and shout. And I have shared this at meetings that I love being abstinent. And I love living in a thin body. 80 pounds that I've given away. I love it. I love living free of obsession and compulsion for those foods that drag me down. I love it. And someone would always come up to me after the meeting and say, Mary, that's not what this is about. It's not about the food and it's not about the weight. And that person was someone usually who was still overweight. And for me, it's not about the food as long as I'm abstinent. Otherwise, I am just. It is my higher power. And I'm, it's not about the weight as long as I am at least on my way to my goal weight. And I think I'm running out of time. And I just wanted to share that I love living in recovery as a recovered food addict through this program today. Thank you for the opportunity to share in our path.
0: Thank you, Mary B. And Renata G. has graciously um, agreed to share in the second hour. Thank you so much for that, Renata G., because we are at the close of our meeting and I miscalculated that time. Thank you to everyone that shared today. And so at this point, we will close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and we'll follow that by the Serenity Prayer. Rachel W, would you please read? Good morning, Melanie. Suggestive only. Good morning, Melanie. Can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.
12: The answers will come if your own house is in order